believe in predestination? Do you think we have free will? Oh, do I believe in predestination? Like oh. Calvinist style? Well, there's all kinds of different theories, I suppose. But yeah, Calvinists are one of them. Like, um, Calvinists believe basically that, you know, God's already, like, chess pieces already got your life planned out for you, and you can't really deviate from his plan, right? Yes. It should be known that we're going to dive into some stuff that you, it's, if you could prove it one way or the other, then nobody would think anything else. It should be known that we're just going to dive into some stuff that's going to be supposition. Well, but I believe pretty strongly that that's a bunch of bull crap. So, <laughs> and I believe pretty strongly what I believe, and I have and have studied scriptures. To, well, you don't believe we don't have free to will to back do you? things up. Uh, no, we have free will. Okay, I was going to say, are you crazy? No, it's <laughs> okay. So, I think God does have a divine plan. I think He does. Oh. Um. There's even scriptures that talk about Jesus was crucified before the foundations of the world. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's hard, that's hard to believe. It's like, what do you mean he's crucified before everything? Like, that was the plan to get it wrong and then, you know, set us in here knowing that we're going to choose sin and then have to, have to sacrifice your son? That was the plan? Like, and that lends a lot of credibility to predestination. If Jesus was crucified from before the foundations of the world, it's like, well... Yeah, but even Jesus was praying, you know, if it be your will, take this cup from me. Like, he knew things could change, which is an excellent point, I believe. <laughs> is an excellent point on both parts. No, it's not. Yes, it is, <laughs> no. in that God has a divine will. Well, yeah, that's fine. That means God has a plan. Yeah. God can plan things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he has your permission. <laughs> God can plan things. That's okay. That's right with that falls in line with my belief. <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> He's got the all clear to try another plan. <laughs> uh no, okay, so um Okay. Uh, you mean, you mean predestination believe- up to the point that it doesn't matter what you do, X number of people are getting to heaven no matter what kind of thing. Like that kind of predestination. Yeah. I don't believe in that. <clears throat> yeah, I don't either. Personally, although the, I know there are scriptures that can be interpreted to substantiate those types of opinions, otherwise yeah. people wouldn't have them. Um, well, <laughs> well, religious <laughs> folks wouldn't have them. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back to the plan thing, though. Okay, okay, let's rewind. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think God can make a plan that doesn't pan out? Yes. I do also. Why do you think that? And I'll tell you why I think that. Because of us. Well, yeah. Go on. (laughs) Well, that's it. (laughs) No, okay. So let's say God wanted me to be a missionary uh, overseas. And I just refused. You know, or say, uh, if God has a plan, Satan has plans also. You know, there's not one without Mm -hmm. the other. Yeah. And so... God wants me to be a missionary overseas, but then I meet the wrong person and I I fall in quote unquote love, and I'm this person is not a believer, and then I wind up straying from the faith. God's plan for me is not what I followed, obviously, you know. So then he's doing another plan. That wasn't what I was thinking about, but I see your point. 
Okay. I was thinking about God's plans for like himself and things he's going to do and stuff. Okay. Do you think some of those don't pan out? Elaborate. Like say in the beginning, God had a plan for the world and how it was going to go and then it doesn't work out and then he's got to change plans. You see, I'm inclined to think that. And then I see scriptures like, oh no, (laughs) I'm getting the hiccups. I used to very much think that God makes plans and those plans are interrupted or whatever and, and greatly because greatly in part because of us. Cause, and even then, God's plan for humanity, right? Like he puts us in the garden, yada, yada, yada. That plan, if it was the perfect plan for us to be in the garden and everything fine and it was disrupted, it was again disrupted by us. Mm-hmm. It was by, disrupted by human choice. But the, the problem with that is it says, again, the scripture that Jesus was crucified before the foundations of the earth. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here scratching my head and, you know, like, I can believe that God made this plan and that we ruined it, you know, but there's not as much blatant scripture to substantiate that. There's no scripture that says God never intended to to sacrifice his only son. You know, that's just supposition that I have. But it's not scriptural. There may be more scriptural data to back up the possibility that this was planned from the get-go than there is my supposition that God changes his plans and adapts his plans based on us. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of, uh, you know, he didn't want to drown people in the flood, but he did. How do we know that? Because the Bible says when that happened, he regretted what had, you know, what had happened and he wouldn't do it again. He regretted ever making man. Yeah. So, and that he wouldn't flood us again, that it was horrible. All right. And the supposition then would be that that was not his plan. Why would he make something that he knows he's going to regret later? Yeah. But, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of legitimate, like, easy to, to acknowledge and accept supposition as to, like, God makes plans and they get interrupted. But there's probably a lot more just blatant scripture to posture behind the idea that it's all planned out. And stuff like, just stuff like, you know, God hates a liar, but then all these people lie. So is God making them lie? If we were predestined, it would seem like that would be a logical train of thought. No, I, I think I think whether the, God has an ultimate—definitely God has an ultimate plan, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. it otherwise prophecies can't be fulfilled. The fulfillment of prophecy demonstrates God's plan, I think. You know, you have a prophecy that's given way out way back when, and it fulfilled God's plan. Um, revelation. Everything, the battles in Revelation, all that, that's part of God's plan, the reclaiming of earth, all mm-hmm. of that stuff. But there is free will. You have to have free will. If not, then then there's no such thing as real love. Mm-hmm. There's just not. Um, if we're not loving God by choice, then there's no point to it. God wants us to love him by choice. The best example I heard about free will and about why free will is so significant and important now and how people choose God was this example that this minister was giving he he kind of thinks of heaven as like God's tried this thing several times. And I'll give you an example. So God sets up in heaven, creates all of the angels, right? Like he creates all the angels and they're just there. And they're like worshiping God here. We're in perfect heaven. And then a third of the angels follow Satan. They make the choice. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm out. And they follow Satan out of heaven, Lucifer. So then God does the same thing on earth. He creates Eden, this perfect little garden, and plops two humans there. They're created in the garden. And he says, here you go. Here's your perfect little home. Just don't do this one thing. 
and then they choose to get out. They choose to reject God's plan. So then the third time, God's got this heaven, you know, New Jerusalem, he's going to bring down to earth. The reason why everyone who's there is going to stay there and is going to be there, and the reason why it's going to work is because everyone who's in heaven it will have chosen to be there. Mm-hmm. They've made this choice. I actively choose Jesus, belief in Jesus, God and Jesus. That's my Savior. That's my life. I'm going to de- dedicate my life to it. I choose heaven versus just being created in it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's it's undeniable that we have choice because if if it's all preordained and predestined, then I can never, then why would God take any joy in my praise? In yeah. the middle of a struggle, in the middle of a trial, if I dropped everything and instead of failing and instead of submitting to the temptation or, or submitting to the depression and all this stuff, instead, if I just dropped to my knees and looked up and started worshiping and praising God, like, I feel like that'd be a big shocker, a big surprise to him. And he'd be, he'd, he would adore that praise, you know, like that would be, that would make him feel, he wants our praise. He wants our worship. You know, he does. I feel like that would make him, that would, to, to coin a country phrase, bless his heart, you know, to, to, for me to be worshiping him in the middle of a trial. Um, and it might move him to, to work on my behalf. I don't know. Yeah, you know? like I couldn't see the point of making a bunch of robots who worshiped me. Like you want it to come, or, you know, organically. Yes, you want it to happen yeah. naturally by choice. You, you know, instead of choosing the pleasures of sin for a season, we choose God, right? So I think, I mean, it's, I feel like it's obvious you have choice. The fact I disagree with the idea that they're, you're predestined, although there are a lot of I, I acknowledge the fact there are a lot of scriptures that can be interpreted that way. Well, I feel like if you really did believe in predestination, that you were locked into whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You yeah. can't make any decision other than what you're making. You would have to believe that God planned a lot of the bad things that I believe Satan is planning. Mm. Oh, well, the scripture does say that God created all things, both good and evil. Oh, but evil. Hold on. <laughs> and it's the Old Testament, and who said it? Like, give me some context. <laughs> I'm about to find this out. So it's a very interesting scripture. Uh, all things good and evil. Hold on. Isaiah 45, 45, 7, the King James Version. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. I don't think he does. It doesn't matter what you think. It matters <laughs> what the scriptures say. <laughs> Put yourself in my position. Mm-hmm. If, I, if you read me a scripture that blatantly said, mm-hmm. God creates evil, yeah. and I said, I don't think, he, I don't think so, well, you'd be like, I'm, it's what the scripture I'm says. I'm wondering what the context and stuff, because I don't believe God creates evil knowingly. He had to. Because he's not evil. But he had to create evil in the very beginning to create choice. No. He had to create the opposite. No, because I know when the Bible talks about when Satan lifted himself up in pride. Yeah. It said that that was the first time that that had been found in heaven. Satan's ability to make that choice had to come from somewhere. Yeah, but that's different from creating evil than if creating created, the choice. Create. But you know what I mean? Like, No. <laughs> Well, I don't need the thing is the burden of proof is on you. I've done said, shown you the scripture. God yeah. said he created evil. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I want to know more of the context around it and all that. Because while God may by giving free will create the availability for people to choose an evil option, that doesn't mean that God is the one making the evil. 
Like he's not like here's all the sex things you can do that are evil. Do them. Like it's that's not. But who how created God those works. things? I'm guessing Satan. What? <laughs> the evil things. Yeah. God created evil. No, Clifton, quit saying that. <laughs> the whole Bible is about the goodness of God, not about him creating evil. What about the simulation theory? I don't even know about it. What is it? It's kind of like Neo in the Matrix, like that we're all experiencing something in something else's consciousness or AI. Is it a religious thing? It's a viewpoint on life, like that we're not actually here, basically. Mm. Kind of like in the Matrix, they just feel like that they're alive and living their lives, but they're not. No. Like, okay, do you think we're physical beings on a physical planet, or do you think we could just be in God's mind all this happening? I mean, you can be. It could be. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Hmm. I think it would be hard to give individuals free will <laughs> instead of free in your brain. <laughs> See, the problem with that is it'd be, it'd be, it's just, some, to me, that's like saying, to me, that's like saying, did God really tell Joseph what's his face from the Mormon church, these golden bars that he dug up that had all these weird yeah. language on it that only he could translate, did that actually happen? To me, it's like, well, there's absolutely zip proof for it. Like, even in my own life, I have no way at all to sit and to, to try and, condone that theory mm-hmm. it just seems like it could have been whipped up in you know in somebody's garage and like oh, i think this you know and, and so it's like i think people have i think creative people have ideas like the matrix and people get behind them and like oh that could be true and could be cool and maybe it's based mm-hmm. on reality and then they run with it and i'm just like man even if that was the case it doesn't change me i'm gonna continue to live my life this way mm-hmm. no matter what because this is what i know to be real I think one of the reasons it's got popular is because a lot of more people, a lot of more people <laughs> have started. What are more people? <laughs> a lot of more <laughs> have started believing in aliens. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who don't believe in God believe we were planted here by aliens, which who created the aliens? Like there has to be a beginning somewhere. But Unless anyways. the aliens are the beginning and set themselves up as God. Well, basically, I think I mean, that's, that's what what's going to happen in the That's end what times. the Marvel series was trying to yeah. say. Well, uh, so there's the alien. Those videos ad- are alien propaganda. Well, there's the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's the alien aspect in people's brains, yeah. and then there's also Elon Musk and uh, his Neuralink stuff that's going on, and everybody talking about how advanced our VR technology is getting. And these random people that call guys like Elon Musk aliens. <laughs> Literally, well, did you no. see Jordan Peterson cracking a joke and saying Elon oh. Musk is an alien? No. Yeah. That's funny. And then when they ask Elon Musk about aliens, he's like, I don't know. Well, he says, why? How do you be out? Do you have the time to do it all? And he's like, because I'm an alien. Didn't you know? Mm. And then they'll ask him, they'll say, so like people want to know about aliens and, and, and artificial intelligence and life on other planets. Do you think it exists when they talk about SpaceX? And he's like, well, you know, that is the question, isn't it? Like, are they out there? Are they living among us? You know, he has it's like real ambiguous and and ambiguous about what the alien thing and them living among us and stuff. So, I mean, I, I get the conspiracy theories of that, those ideas. It's just like, if you thought the idea of intelligent design was hard to prove, good Lord, mm-hmm. the idea that we're all in a simulation is like, well, I, they're saying it based on the fact that what we can do now in video games is getting so realistic mm. that at some point, we're just going to be laying in a bed, hooked up to a computer, and we won't be able to tell the difference between being in the VR and being in real life. Wally. You ever see that? 
No. You ever seen Wally? No, but thank you for interrupting my point to do that. <laughs> no. I'll show a clip from Wally. Essentially, Wally, uh, Earth gets so disgusting. The the I guess it's a Disney Pixar movie. Earth gets so disgusting they can't live on it. They leave in this giant ship and it winds up being like this paradise uh, this paradise cruise and they're trying to find life on other planets or they're trying to sustain on this ship until life till they clean up earth enough that life can grow on earth mm-hmm. then they're going to come back the problem is they're they're there and they have all their needs taken care of that slowly but surely their bone mass begins to dwindle and they basically become sort of like these blob type people who are incapable of anything mm. over gener- like 1800 years or something crazy that they're on this self-sustaining ship and it's like you said like they're they're you can't tell the difference between reality like when you said they have vr and they can't tell the difference between reality and and not reality it's like these people are doing that they're laying in these chairs fake playing tennis but they're completely totally out of shape and possibly they could never play tennis in real life in fact their bones are so thin they they couldn't even handle earth's gravity you know what i'm saying but they're playing tennis and doing everything else in their head with the vr whatever and they're just having a blast so that's what makes me think of Wally. It's like that's where we're headed. That reminded me. I have kind of I've always had really good hand eye coordination. It's getting worse and like <laughs> like I about fall worse over. Worse in what way? I always had good and now I'm extra good. <laughs> like <laughs> No, even simple things like say in my head I'm gonna touch the very center of my nose and I will yep. go like that. Used to always one hundred percent on the tip of my nose. And now it's like Ooh. Oh, you're saying it, <laughs> like, it's that bad? <laughs> That's pretty no, bad, Andrew. It's just sometimes I think I'm feeling something and losing, like I, I. Are you thinking you're losing like I'm getting old? Is all I'm saying. <laughs> losing balance and and yes. coordination. If I cl- like say you're in a shower where you're kind of desensitized, is that right? Yeah. Uh, over no, you're over. Yeah. Stimulated. Maybe. But anyways, if I close my eyes, I could about fall over when I used to not be like that either. So one part of getting older is you start getting more, eating more careful. (laughs) You're afraid of getting hurt. Uh So like that can make you a little clumsy. You you don't have any confidence. I've noticed that myself. Like my confidence and like. I think it's a nerve thing. I'm getting off the tailgate of a truck and I'm like, oh man, if I land on there and twist my ankle, it's snapped and I'm in big trouble. Mm -hmm. Versus when I was younger, I'd be like, hop, no big deal. I thought it, I figured it was more like a muscle and nerve situation, not so much a confidence thing. Well, I think the psychological has to do with it. I don't think it's not unrelated completely. Well, it's just, I mean, I've noticed it in my own life. It's like, I'm. After I broke my collarbone, I was terrified to walk in the wintertime on ice okay, so and snow. Okay, so I'm more anxious so about things. Yeah. yeah, I'm more anxious about things because I'm afraid of getting hurt as you get older and older mm-hmm. and older. And I think that adds to it. And and the more anxious you get, the less apt you are to try those things and the less you exercise those muscles and then you wind up having less coordination and, and less balance and all that because you do it less. Hmm. I think... Especially balance, Lord. So balance comes from all these teeny tiny little muscles in your core and everything that 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 they don't get all that. Let's say they're not your mall muscles. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't get all the the credit, but they're the ones that keep you up. You know, they're the ones that that let you do anything. You know, they're the ones that control your coordination and your balance and all that. And it's like the less you use them, 
we are far, I think also we are far more sedentary. Is that right? Mm. Lead sedentary lifestyles versus when we're all kids. Yeah. When we're all kids. We all, we always, no matter how sedentary we've been our whole life, like you're more active when you're younger, yeah. period. Being more active means you're using those balanced muscles more. Something as simple as putting a, have you, I don't know if you've seen them, those little like, those little balloon seats or whatever, like the little flat pancake looking balloons that you can put in your seat mm-hmm. that you have to use your balance to, to be sitting up. Something as simple as that works those tiny little balance muscles. It's harder for me to think about the point of aging and our bodies deteriorating and stuff if predestination was real. <laughs> like it just seems like what's the point of anything if there's no free will and choice and stuff, you know. What are you, Nietzsche? <laughs> it's all pointless. Are you Solomon or Nietzsche right now? No, uh... I need this in context. What's the point in, of aging? <laughs> yeah, just no one, like, why would God make us deteriorate like that if it doesn't matter what we're doing anyways? Like, what's what's all going on? What's it matter if we have no choice and nothing matters? And You're talking to the wrong person because I don't believe in complete and utter predestination. I know, I'm just saying, if it was true... <laughs> You're like, pretend for a couple of minutes, good Lord! Uh... No, I, I don't think it's all predestined. And so I think there is choice. I think you can surprise God with your decisions. I think when, when I literally think when the scripture says in Genesis, he brought all of the animals before Adam to see what he would name them. That's literally what he was doing. Yeah. It was interesting to him to see what Adam would call these creatures. Yeah. You know, I think I, he takes joy in watching this. Right. Yeah. I, th- I think that is legit today, just like it was back then in Adam's time. And I think when Moses said, Lord, you can't bring the people out here and destroy them because everybody will think, well, their God killed them in the wilderness. It'll look bad on you, whatever. I think he changed God's mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's all predestined. I yeah. think key elements are. Yeah. Key elements are. I think, and that's scriptural when it says that Jesus was crucified from the from the create foundation of the world. You could also say that that was it, it's a wording language thing that not that God was thinking about Jesus being crucified. It was more like the character of God was already so set in stone that if the world went down that path that was going to happen no but matter what. You, but you're dealing with if you look at it in just the, the corporeal scientific sense we are predestined. Mm-hmm. 400 million years, I think it is, and our sun's going to explode, <laughs> according to science. Uh, it's going to expand according and, to en- science. <laughs> expand and engulf our planet. Yeah. And I've heard Elon Musk say that, like, if it, according to evolution theory, if it had taken evolution, according to the, the, the lifetime of the universe and the earth itself and our solar system and the lifetime and life expectancy, expectancy of the sun, if it had taken consciousness, humanity, consciousness consciousness and creatures the whole shebang if it had taken life 10 percent longer to evolve it never would have evolved that Mm -hmm. it would have been expansion of the sun and we're all dead well that's what they say that's what science (laughs) says the science says i don't think the science what i'm saying is you're dealing with some scientists well you're dealing with a pretty heady concept Mm -hmm. because it's like well if that's the case if that's the destination of all humanity if that's the destination of our solar system is 400 million years from now or billion 400 billion whatever that it's million or billion whichever it is we're all dead because the sun expands what's the point 
Why continue on? Why have kids? You're saying, what's the point if it's all predestined? It's that same question that's that the secular world is asking because the secular world very much believes 400 million years, I think, it, 400 million years from now, our sun's going to expand just like all those other dwarf stars well, out there. they're not going to be die. here. They don't care. But, but it's just like you said, it makes it futile, pointless. Why have kids? So you can change it? So you can try to figure out how to colonize Mars in a million years, so then you can figure out how to colonize Pluto, because at the end of the day, you're going to have to go out of our solar system, which seems impossible. If God, like in a complete secular sense, you're going to have to do all of those things just to survive, Mm -hmm. when in reality, it probably wasn't in in the secular sense outside of God and creation. It wasn't intended for you to survive longer than your time. Four to a million years from now, you're supposed to die when the sun expands. So it's like, why? What's what's the point? And you'll find nihilists. That's what they believe. They're like, it's pointless anyway. We might as well just give this planet back to the to the animals, because we're all gonna die eventually anyhow. So, in similar fashion, that's why I said it's a very heady concept when you get into the idea of like, well, if it's all predestined, what's the point in Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I believe if I believe in predestination, I would be depressed. Right, and that's why I said nihilists are the same way. It's nihilists are like it's all pointless, it's all vanity. I would think that Solomon turned into a nihilist in the end of his life when he said, "Just do your work and, and put a smile on your face because it doesn't matter anyway. It's all vanity." It's nihilism. Mm-hmm. Very much felt that way. And Nietzsche's the same way. He's a nihilist. And so, yes, in predestination, I feel like if there's no utility, if you if you begin to think that there's no utility in your choice whatsoever, then yeah, it's super depressing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Not Gospel, the Not Gospel podcast. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe. And also, there's never been a better time to support conservative content, Christian content creators. Uh, share, share these videos. Support Christian. <laughs> yes, do the outro. I got a huge stage front. Support Christian content and content providers. And as always, keep being awesome because that's how God made you.